have a spirit-filled warfare, fighting with the whole armor of God. You know, people do not understand that, again, I, you know, a lot of people might say, well, you're always preaching some of the same message. Well, I need to preach the same message so that people can yeah. respond to it because people need to hear sometimes you gotta, you know, God called Abraham twice. He called Moses twice. He called Samuel three times. Okay, sometimes we gotta say the same thing over and over so that God, so that they can hear. And so today, I tell you what, if I don't know anything that I know, I do know that God has called me to preach warfare. Because many places are not preaching warfare. So tonight I'm going to preach to you tonight about that. I'm going to minister to you tonight about uh, Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 13 through 18 and then a few more scriptures. But I just pray that you will go with me and hang out with me for a minute because what I'm saying is going to be necessary. People of God, we have to be able to get ready to war. Amen. We are in a spiritual war, and many people do not realize this. The church is in a lull right now. I said the church is in a lull. We are living in the Laodicean age. People think that everything is okay, but we do not understand that everything is not okay. I'm telling you, people of God, it is not okay. I'm not trying to scare anybody. I'm like, 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 like my sister just said, I only watch the news long enough to know how to pray. I don't listen to it all day long because I don't need to hear the garbage, okay? Because they spew out venom, they spew out garbage to fear the people. But I'm glad that we are realizing that the news, because see, the news people, most of them, they don't know God. They don't know God. They're just trying to get uh, um, ratings, okay? And we got to make sure that we don't get caught up in that, amen? But according to Ephesians chapter 6, verse 13 through 18, I'm reading from the New King James Version, it says, Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having all to stand. Look at somebody and tell them, we're living in some evil days. Evil days. We are living in some evil, evil days, days right now. Then it says in verse 14, Stand therefore, having girded your ways with truth, having put on your breastplate of righteousness, and having shut your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, which is the, which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. And then it says, verse 17, And take the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Verse 18, Pray always with all prayers, on supplication, in the Spirit, being watchful to this end, with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. Persevere. We got to pray with perseverance. Amen. We cannot pray the little namby-pamby prayer. Uh, when you can't say nothing else, say Jesus. Sometimes you got to just say Jesus. But we can't be coming like little simple time to the throne. We are the king's kids. We belong to God. We were bought with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. The pristine blood of Jesus Christ. The blood that speaks better things than that of Abel. Amen. See, in our modern, relatively peaceful world,
world, it is easy to forget that we are a people at war. We are living in two worlds, one that we can see and one that we cannot see. And that is the invisible world. The visible world is the one that we are, the invisible world is the world that we are at war with. But why is that? Well, the Bible informs us that the natural things are only temporary. The things that we cannot see are eternal. Amen. And we got to be mindful of that. we got to be mindful that the things that we can see, they're temporary. There's nothing new under the sun. Everything that's happened has happened before. Yes. That's what Solomon said, and it's true. In verse 12, in verse 12, we are reminded that we have a powerful and an insistent enemy. I said this before a couple of weeks ago, and I said it again because it needs repeating. Many of us do not understand that we have an adversary that hates us. Why do he hate you? Because God took away the earth from him and gave it to Adam. He stole it from Adam and then God came back in the flesh and gave it back to us. Amen. So he hates you with perfect hatred. That is your enemy, your adversary. And we got to make sure that we are aware of this. You see, we must fight in God's power, wearing God's armor. Unfortunately, many believers do not need, they don't think they need the full armor. So they'll put on a piece here and a piece here. No. I remember a girl used to tell me one day, she would read, she said, I used, I used to read every morning about putting on the armor, but I said, so what do you do? You read about it, but what do you do? What do you do? You don't just read about putting on the armor. You gotta put on the armor. And many people do not understand, and maybe they don't know how to put on the armor. You see, we are told to put on the armor. It's not something that God is going to do for you or I. We are expected, just like how we said, about Paul told us to put on holiness. It's the same way we got to put on the armor. We got to do the things that we know that we're going to be shield. What is it? Our Bible says in Psalm 91, He, me, who dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High, but how do I get to the secret place? How do I get there? Come on. Yes. By abiding in Christ and allow Him to abide in you. By focusing and standing on the Word of God. We've got to come to a place where we understand that the Word, the Bible just told us that the Word of God is the sword of the Spirit. I remember this young woman used to live, she used to live with me at one time and um, she moved back to Arkansas somewhere. And she told me one day, she said, you know, she had a boss that hated her. And she said, well, um, so she called me up and told me, she said, girl, because she, I told her, I said, well, take some flowers for her and, you know, try to be nice to her. I said, because maybe she has issues that you don't know. And she said the woman hugged her one day. When she gave the woman the flowers, the woman hugged her. And she said when the woman hugged her, she felt like a knife went into her side. And I said, okay. I said, did you pray this morning? Yes. I said, did you, what did you do? And she started to tell me, I said, did you cover yourself with the blood of Jesus? 
Oh, I forgot. Hey, that's for your armor. We were purchased with the precious blood of Jesus. We are not supposed to go into any building without covering ourselves with the blood of Jesus. Be hid in the shadow of the Almighty. Glory be to God. And most people do not understand. You don't just read it. You've got to do it. Hallelujah. Reading the word is good. But you've got to do it. You've got to live it. You've got to walk it out. Amen. And that's what people do not understand. Yes. I, I tell you one thing. I, I, I As many problems as that young man um, had the way I grew up when I first became saved, he taught us very well. And I learned very well how to live this Christian life. Do I have to deal with devils every day? Yes, I do. But guess who wins? Amen. I win. You know why? Because Jesus said, you have I've overcome, so you're going to overcome. Amen. I've learned. God has taught me how. The Spirit of God has taught me how. I remember I used to be fighting back and forth with devils. And one day the Spirit of God said, you know, you're trying to do that in your own strength. He said, no, 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 no. you got to deal with conflict in the power of the Holy Ghost. That's the only way you can deal. And so now... What I do, and I'm sharing this with you guys because people do not understand. They need to know. And I feel impressed in my heart to share tonight because people need to know. When you tell the devil to get back one time, that's all you got to do. One time. Yes. One time. Are you going to still be harassed? Oh, yes. But that's the test you see if you believe in what you just said. Oh, you're going to go through stuff. But guess what? One time. One time. And that's it. And you, you don't say no more. And after a while, he's going to leave. But he's going to do stuff to make you think that your word didn't mean nothing. But your word has to be spoken with authority. It has to be spoken with power. God has given us power and authority yes. to trample on scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means harm you. Are they going to harass you? Yes, they will. Why? If you notice throughout Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, hallelujah, wherever the light of Christ is, wherever Jesus came on the scene, the demons did not run from him. They ran to him. And we got to make sure that we understand. I'm telling you, it could be your daughter. I remember one night my granddaughter kept carrying on and carrying on. And I, everybody was laughing. We were having Bible study. And everybody was singling and carrying on. And because she was putting this paper in front of their eyes. And I finally opened my eyes and I saw everybody singling and laughing. And I'm like, I snatched her in her clothes. I said, demon, get out of her in the name of Jesus. I said, you sit your little black behind over here. That was the end of it. Yeah. I mean, we need to understand the tricks and the wiles of Satan and his goons. And I'm saying this when I say Satan, Satan don't bother us. Because we, most of us are no threat to him. Until you become a threat to him, then he's going to send a bigger devil. But I'm saying all of this as to explain to people tonight. That we have to get to a place where we are interested. Paul would not have written about putting on the whole armor 
if it wasn't necessary. Many of us think that because we can pay our bills uh, for the whole month that we have a few dollars left, that is victory. That's fine. But that's victory without conflict. Amen. Amen. Victory without conflict. Amen. But when you really get into conflict, you're going to need to know how to yes, Lord Jesus. You're going to need to know how to fight. Amen. Because, what am I saying? The enemy harassed certain people in certain areas. The enemy does not harass me financially because he you knows I really don't care. Because yeah. I know, like my sister just let you say, I know who holds my tomorrow. I know who is my provider. I know who's going to make me eat tomorrow. I know, I know, I've been, I've been through that. So no, he harassed me spiritually. I mean literally, spiritually. Some people get harassed in sickness. Some people get harassed in finances. Some people get harassed in their marriage. The woman just told me to pray for her daughter. The man packed up and left her with six kids. He just packed up and left. Okay, that's how the enemy harassed. But see, what happens is this. Let me share something with you. This is you in the center here. And God has you like this. God has his hands around you, where the Bible said, to be a wall of fire and a head of protection around us. But sometimes we get so laxidated, so slothful, we forget about God. And so God is going to open up a little bit, just a little bit, to let you be harassed so you can come back in order. See, what has happened to the church and I'm saying the church, I'm talking about us. We have turned our backs to God. We have, God has blessed us so that we have forgotten. Yeah. We have forgotten. Yeah. We, we, we think some of us think our job is our, is our source. No, the job is just a resource. God is your source. Yes. God is your source. Yes. Because if he does not give you, glory be to God, if he does not give you the energy, yes. There's a lot of people out here right now that have excellent jobs, mm -hmm. making all kinds of money, but they're laying on their back sick. Yes. Mm -hmm. So God is your source. He's the one that has to give you the strength and the ability to go out and do yes. the job. Amen. Yes. Hallelujah. I'm not looking at my notes. Here. Nothing that I'm saying is on my notes, but this is what God wants you to hear tonight. Amen. We are in a struggle. The Bible talks about agony and agonize. The Greek word here for conflict is okomoko, piko. Okay, I'm not sure if I'm saying that right. It's a contest. What happens is this. It's a struggle that people are going through. They're going through a fight. But, 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 according to Paul, positive struggle that goes with fighting the good fight of faith. Paul says in, in um, 1 Timothy 6 and 12, let's look at that really quickly. 1 Timothy uh, 6 and 12, he said, um, he said, because we, we are in that fight of faith, 6 and 12, he said, um, uh, uh, but, well, verse 11 said, but you, O man of God, flee those things and pursue righteousness and godliness Faith, love, patience, and gentleness. Then verse 12 said, Fight the good fight of faith. 
lay hold of eternal life to which you were also called and have confessed the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. So what am I saying? What is Paul telling me and you right here? Paul is saying, look, when you demonstrate the faith of God, when you understand, when you demonstrate that God is good, when you demonstrate that God is your source, when you demonstrate that God is going to keep you, when you demonstrate the things of God, then there's witness looking at you. Yes. And that, 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 that verse always also reminds me of where it says, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works yes. and they will glorify your Father in heaven. When you demonstrate the goodness of God, when you allow people to see the God in you, Amen. that's when you know you're in the right place. Yes. Because we are going to be in a struggle every day of our life until we leave this earth. How do you know that? Because Remember, you were translated from darkness yes. into light, yes. which means that the spotlight is on you and it's nothing you can do about it. The moment you become a child of God, you are boom. Amen? Amen. And so, we got to come to that place where we realize when Paul says to take unto you the whole armor of God, it literally means to take up the whole armor. It is the image of a soldier being presented with, the, with everything he needs to wage battle. The armor is arrayed about him, lying at his feet. All he needs to do is pick it up and put it on. Amen. And sometimes we do not understand. What am I saying? I'm saying this. Like I said, if you sometimes you don't know what you're going to be confronted with today. So you might need to pray a little bit longer, you may need to uh, uh, worship a little bit longer because what you're doing is you're building up your spirit, man. You are building up yourself. I remember when I used to go to Walmart, sometimes I used to have to go in and come back out because I would forget to cover myself with the blood. The moment I walk in, I feel stuff crawling all over me. I would have to come back out, bind up the devils that's in there, and cover myself with the blood. So what am I saying? I'm trying to encourage people to understand. Because I remember one time I was driving and this man said, uh, he's dead and gone, no, very um, um, big time preachers. He said, people use the blood too much. Don't let nobody tell you that. It's foolishness. The blood will never be exhausted. It cannot be exhausted. You could never use the blood too much. Never. We're talking about God. The one that spoke the word into existence. We're talking about the same God that breathed into Adam and Adam became a living soul. He was breathing his blood into Adam. I'm talking about the God that sits high and looks low. The God that sung the stars into the sky. The God that put the light into the sky. That's the God I'm talking about. That's the God, hallelujah. That's the God that was walking and talking with Adam and Eve in the garden and his glory was over them so they didn't know that they were naked. That's the God I'm talking about. You could never use up his blood. Yes. Never. never. It will never go dry. Amen. It will never deplete. It will always be powerful. Hallelujah. 
If you are living according to the word of God, it will work for you every time. It will work for you every time. It is not a hit and miss thing. And we can't deal with God like a bellhop, like a hit and miss. Now, we got to come to the place where we begin to understand who we are talking about. I heard somebody mention the other day, we were listening to somebody, and they were talking about the fear of God, but I really was disappointed because they did not break down the fear of God. I am talking about the reverence of the person that, that, that lives outside of time. I am talking about the God that created me and you are the dust. The same God that doesn't punish us like we should be punished, but he remembered that we are dust. That's what I'm talking about. That we got to reverence says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The reverence of the Lord is the beginning. In other words, when I become, when I begin to understand who this person is, who is this God? Who is this God that says, look, I'm not going to leave you orphaned. I'm going to send you another and he will bring into you what is mine. He's going to remind you of things that I haven't even said to you yet. That's the God I'm talking about. And, when, and that's why we got to reference him. Amen. You know, I mean, I hear people say, oh, Jesus is my buddy. And he's, no, he is Amen. God. That's it. That's it. Don't get confused. Amen. Don't get it twisted. Yeah. He is God all by himself. He is God yesterday, today, and he's going to be God forever and ever and ever. Yeah. We got to reference him. We yeah. have to realize who he is and understand that he, we could not get to him. He came to us because we could not come to him. Yeah. That's how much he loves us. Yes. We got to remember. So, we will be, like I said, in conflict as long as we are in this world. But listen to this. If we expect to withstand the enemies, the attack of the enemy, that word speaks of resisting, then we must, watch this, we gotta tap into a reserve that is greater than you and I. Which is, his name is the Holy Ghost. Or the Holy Spirit. The third person of the Godhead. And he is always there. What did David say? If I make my bed in hell, he's there. If I make my bed under the earth, wherever, he is there. I told a friend of mine one time, I said, you said you're saved. Well, God was with you when you went to the motel. <laughs> That's right. See, people don't understand. But when you think about this God that has so much power and he allows us to do things right in front of him and then if we turn around and repent he is going to forgive you my God, my God can you imagine can you imagine he is looking at everything that we do his eyes run to and fro across the world but we don't even realize that so we got to tap into this reserve the power that is greater than ourselves the Holy Spirit Again, the, the, the phrase when you talk about the evil day, if you've ever, if you've ever, 
thought about what an evil day is. We are looking at it every day. And I don't know what's going to happen. But, as I said, I'm, I'm, I'm saying, I'm, I'm repeating because I heard every word my sister said. We can live in this evil day and deal with it without worry. That's right. Because of who we are in him. That's right. Who we are in him. Amen. If you understand who you are in Christ, you will not have to worry. Thank you, Lord. Now, is there going to be conflict? Of course. You are, you know, when you come against the, 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 the kingdom of darkness, you are a problem. So you're going to have problems. But, Bible says, be of good cheer. I have overcome. That's right. So we know this. So when we think about the word withstand, we got to remember that when you think about the soldier, and the soldier is getting for battle, the soldier put himself in a position. You see, we gotta brace yourself. Put yourself in a position. Ask my little sister here. She was in the service, so she knows. You got to be ready. Amen. And you got to stand. Your foot, your feet has to be grounded. You got to, you know, when you get the first punch, you can't be knocked out. If your feet is ready and grounded, guess what? You're not going to be moved that easy. That's right. You will not be moved that easy. And I want people to understand that if we put ourselves in position, God has already given us the position of righteousness. And so now we got to walk that thing out. And that covers a lot of area. It's not just to pray in tongues, and it's not just to sing, and no, it's for you to become a warrior. And I want people to understand that we are warriors. We are in the army of the Lord. Amen. We are warriors. And as I close right now, I'm going to close because we need to pray for you. But I just had to let you know that Paul says, um, in, um, it says in uh, 2 Timothy 4 and 7, that I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Amen. We got to work, make sure that we keep the shield of faith. Yeah. The breastplate of righteousness and the shield of faith, they go together. And we got to make sure that we are ready to stand and then stand. Amen. Glory be to God. And we will be guaranteed victory. Yeah. And the victory is not coming from within. It's going to come from without. Amen. So the Bible says to put on the whole armor of God. We got to put on the whole armor. Paul says, um, I have one more scripture that I must go to. I don't have time for it. But anyway, we got to make sure that we understand that this is something that we have to do. We have to put on the armor of God. Nobody is going to put it on for you. Your mother can't put it on for you. Your father can't put it on for you. Your sister can't put it on for you. Your pastor can't put it on for you. Your husband can't put it on for you. You have to put it on and you got to wear it well. You got to wear your armor well. And you got to understand that if you do this, God is there to back you up. 
we got to make sure that we do this. And so I want you guys to take your time and go back and read uh, Ephesians 6 and, and, and verse 10 uh, through uh, 18. And, and because he talked about praying with all prayers with perseverance. You got to pray. You got to stand. You can't shake. You can't be shaken by everything that comes your way. You got to stand and then stand. So, as I close, I hope and pray that you got a little bit more information and revelation about what the armor will do for you. And if you wear it well, wear it with the understanding that if you put it on correctly, it's going to work for you. Amen. It's like when we put on our units, we got to make sure that the cap is sitting right. Amen. You know, when we fix our unit or not, we got to make sure that it's looking good. We got to make sure that we're doing the right thing. And so we got to make sure that the armor is set on right. Glory to God. Give God some praise if you receive anything in here this evening. Hallelujah. God is a good God and He's worthy.